Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to the North Fort Worth podcast. My name is Josh Boyd. I'm the Contemporary Worship and Media Pastor at North Fort Worth, and I'm joined this afternoon uh, by Pastor Stephen Lowry. Um, Pastor Stephen, why don't you just share with us for a second why we decided to do this podcast, why we decided to interact with our people in this way? Well, it's obvious we need more to do, don't you think, Josh? Absolutely. I mean, our, our days aren't full <laughs> enough. But actually, we feel like uh, the podcast is going to give us flexibility. It's going to allow us to promote some events that are upcoming so that you'll hear about it on the front end and be able to make plans and prepare accordingly. But really, to me, the main motivation flows out of Sunday. We gather, we focus our hearts on the Lord, we seek to listen to what he would say to us as we move into a week. But sometimes by Tuesday, if we're not careful, we can get distracted. We can find ourselves focused on everything on other things and the commitments that we made maybe on Sunday uh, we're not really putting into motion and so I'm hoping I'm praying that our Tuesday podcast will allow us to kind of highlight some things in a fresh way that will move us further into the week and even better I'm hoping as we go along that even those who listen might begin to submit questions as you participate in worship on Sunday and maybe I say something and you're trying to think it through you're not sure uh, maybe everything that that meant, well, you can email me or email Josh, say on Sunday afternoon or on Monday, and our intention will be as much as possible is maybe to bring some of those questions into the podcast yeah, so absolutely. that everybody can feel like, oh, yeah, I, I better understand that, and they can carry that with them further on into the week. For sure. Yeah, one of the things I'm most excited about is that we get to kind of have this ongoing conversation, uh, not Absolutely. just from the weekend to Tuesday, but really throughout the week as people uh, tune in. This doesn't you don't, you don't have to listen on Tuesday afternoon. People can tune in and listen, and we can have this ongoing conversation about what has happened on the weekend and what we're looking forward to in the weeks to come and to the, the next weekend. And there's so many good things going on, and yeah. God's working on a Sunday morning. And uh, on a Tuesday afternoon, it would be a great way just to acknowledge that and to take first steps forward. Absolutely. So let's just let's just jump right into episode one. And sure. um, we, we talked on Sunday, you shared with us this kind of progression um, about knowing and how what we know influences what we think and how what we think influences what we do. Let's just unpack that for a minute, if you will. Yeah, I think it's important that we grasp what that characterizes or describes. I mean, if you look at the behavior of our lives, it's tied to something. It's tied to what we think. Sure. And what we think is then going to ultimately be shaped by what we know. Now, the problem, I think, in 2020 is we're, we're, our minds are being flooded with all sorts of information. Uh, we're being informed about a lot of things. And honestly, some of the things are the wrong things. Yeah. And that's what we seem to know more than anything else. And if we're dwelling on the wrong things, I guarantee you it's going to influence our thoughts in the wrong way. And it's going to result in actions that later on we regret. Now, James was trying to help us to appreciate the power of knowing when he says you should know certain things as Christ's followers, sure. particularly when it comes to how you interact with people. I mean, he's kind of coaching us to be in a, a good Christian friend when he says right. as you enter into that uh, ex experience or discussion, your first thing is to really commit yourself to listen, that you, you're quick to hear. And James says you need to know that. That's not something you take for granted. You need to know it, think about it. And so as you move into those conversations, you're creating space for that person to really express uh, what they think or feel. Now, as I said on Sunday, uh, to be quick to hear isn't just to allow them to speak. Sure. You're, you're wanting to direct your mind in a way where you're, 
you're honestly trying to understand what they're saying and you want to come to appreciate what they're saying. I think that's why James goes on to say you need to be slow to speak. And as I confessed on Sunday, that is very pointed to me <laughs> sure. because part of my habit at times is I'm maybe talking with someone as I'm, yes, I'm hearing them, but I'm really rehearsing in my mind what I'm going to be saying yeah, to them Absolutely. rather than saying, oh, is this what you meant? Uh, there's a practice called empathetic listening that years ago, I think, helped me refine this whole process of listening to understand. In empathetic listening, what you're trying to do is to, to grasp what the person is saying. And sometimes what you may attempt to do is to mirror it back to them. Yeah. You can say, well, did you mean this? And if it is what they meant, then they'll say, yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what I mean. Yeah. And, and so that's where understanding can emerge. I mean, I, I think James wants to help us discover healthy relationships, whether it's in family or work, that's driven by understanding. And so he says, you should know then, you need to be quick to hear, slow to speak, and by all means, slow right. to anger. Sure. And I love the 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 meaningfulness, the, the personal meaningfulness of us being able to take a step back and, and actually let what the other person is saying, not only that we're listening to it, but we're letting it impact us too, I think. And I think that's really profound um, when we kind of get into the really the meat of that in, in letting someone else matter in our lives, having a personal encounter with someone else. It doesn't else. imply necessarily that you're going to agree with everything that sure, they say. Yeah, absolutely. But with understanding, sometimes you can navigate even disagreements. When we don't even understand where the other person is going, coming from, it has, sadly, the tendency to kind of elevate emotion, sure. which only further complicates the understanding. And that's why James did insist, be sure that you pull back <laughs> on anger. You yeah. don't allow your emotions to get into the middle of, of your goal to understand that you're very, very slow to, to anger. Yeah. And let's kind of, let's kind of latch onto that anger, um, analysis Absolutely. there. And let's, let's talk about that maybe with like the counterproductiveness of anger there, what goes on there and how, how does that prevent us from being, uh, pr producing maybe the righteousness of God, like we spoke about on Sunday? Well, as I highlighted Sunday, anger is an amplification in whatever you do because of the emotion, sure. you're going to amplify how loud you speak. Uh, it's, you're going to amplify the actions you take which results in an overreaction. And seldom do you see a positive outcome when someone is overreacted to, to the situation. And so when, when I'm starting to feel some emotions start to rise, I need to just remind myself, as James tries to advise me, that the anger of man will not produce the righteousness of yeah, God. And so good. if I want to see the right outcome, I don't allow strong emotion now to jump into the middle of this. Sure. Maybe that requires that I step away uh, from the conversation. Uh, maybe it involves, again, just privately praying, God, would you help me bring my emotion now into check? Because ultimately we want to honor the Lord and how we interact with people. And uh, tragically, anger uh, just doesn't end well. And when we sure. look at what's happening in our culture right now, we should clearly appreciate that. I mean, so much of the hurt and the brokenness and the, the, the struggles that we see happening around us, tragically, I think it's being driven by misunderstanding and anger. And if we can model as Christ followers how to move through life and how to re relate to others with both understanding and patience, 
we can be the salt and light that Jesus says we're supposed yeah. to be. Absolutely. So if I can kind of um, tie this in with with um, this knowing the the progression of knowing, um, thinking and doing along with kind of the emphasis that we've done over the last several weeks, several months even of memorizing scripture. Let's talk about the implanted word for a minute. Um, maybe and we can kind of progress through that. Can you talk a little more about the implanted word that James mentions? No. If you look at the passage we focused in on Sunday, verses 19 and 20 highlight what we should know. You know, we're supposed to be quick to hear, slow to speak, slow to anger. Why? Because the anger of man does not produce the righteousness of God. But what James does is he highlights that so we know what to do. And that's verse 21. He says, therefore, put away all filthiness and rampant wickedness and receive with meekness, the implanted word. Yeah. Now, that phrase, implanted word, probably is a little puzzling, maybe, to some that would look at it. Well, why does he describe it that sure. way? Well, think of it, first of all, that James wants us to set aside the influences of the, of the world and choose instead to receive the word. And by that, he's wanting us to embrace the teachings and message of Jesus uh, he's wanting us to take hold of the difference that Jesus can make as we allow him to lead out in our lives. So he wants you to receive the word. Yeah. So uh, on a practical level, that implies that I have to take hold of it within myself. I need to be intentional about it. It's not just something that's going to happen. I, I, I seek to receive it within my mind and with my, my heart in a, in a practical way. Now, the beauty of the word implanted is that I think what James is trying to underscore there is that there's power in it. Sure. I mean, wow. when a seed is planted into the earth, the opportunity is for that to grow and mature and ultimately become fruitful. Well, I think James would want us to recognize that in the word of God, in the revelation or the teachings of Jesus, there's an inherent spiritual power there. And if I will receive it inwardly, really take hold of it within my mind and within my heart, there's a spiritual dynamic that I've introduced so yeah. that the outcome can reflect his influence. I mean, so that I can live in a way that is different from the world around me. Uh, we're reading through the Psalms right now, as many within the church know. We've been doing that for quite a length of time. In fact, on Sunday, we read Psalm 119. Yes which if you haven't read that psalm in a long while, it's the longest psalm in the whole Bible. <laughs> it will take you a little time. But the entirety of the psalm focuses on the word of God, the law of God, the revelation of right. God, and the difference that that can make in one's life. Uh, one of my favorite verses out of Psalm 119 is the statement, I have stored up your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. Mm. Now from that, you might say, okay, yeah, God's word simply shows you the path, and that's absolutely true. It does show us the path. But still further, I think just to have the word within us uh, gives us a spiritual dynamic that can bring us forward in obedience. Yeah. And that's why, as I promoted on Sunday, scripture memory is a big deal. Um, I think to receive the word means more than simply reading it. I think we look for ways to internalize it. Yeah, We want to have it become a, a part of what we say and what we do. And so if it's in my mind, it has a greater potential than to influence my heart. Yeah. Going back to the earlier phrase, what we know influences what we think, what we think influences what we do. Well, if it's God's word 
that is in my mind, and that's what I know. Yeah. And that puts me down a very positive progression that, that hopefully we all want to make. Yeah, and that's that's really why we promote Scripture memory Absolutely. so much and uh, why it's such a helpful, um, I, I feel bad even calling it a tool, but a helpful tool um, in, in our spiritual walks to memorize Scripture. So let's kind of camp out on that for a second. Are, are there any approaches to Scripture memorization or Scripture memory that you, um, that you have found to work or that you recommend to other people? And I know that everyone's walk is different, and the way we approach our um, our personal time with the Lord is just different in every, every way that it's different. But um, what are some things that work with you or things that you recommend for others? Well, first I would remind us that we don't memorize just for the sake of memorization. Uh, We need to be motivated to memorize because we believe that allowing God's Word to find its way into our mind will have a positive spiritual effect on our lives. And so uh, I'm not trying to prove myself religious by saying, look, I can quote a verse. I want to memorize because I, I believe there's spiritual value in God's Word finding its way into my mind. And so, uh, first of all, I think you do need to have that as your motivation. It's for your good that you memorize. Yeah. Uh, you're not trying to impress people. You're wanting to memorize because, as James says, you want to receive the implanted word. Now, on my part, I, I think the best way to approach scripture memory is to look at trying to incorporate um, the activity of memorization into the rhythm of life. And there are points along in the midst of every day where if you took the time or made the effort to bring scripture memory into that activity, you can kind of redeem the time, so to speak. Uh, I like to start most every day with a morning walk, the early hours, and God has really encouraged me to, as I'm walking, to try to work through a verse or two that he's highlighted uh, for me to, to understand. And again, do see the correlation there. I'm not just memorizing any verse. I want to memorize verses that God himself has begun to kind of highlight for me so that I, I'm motivated because it's the Lord who's impressed that on my mind. And so as I'm just walking, I have my, my phone and I have a Bible app on my phone. And so I'll look down on my Bible app and I'll go through a phrase, walk a little way, enjoy the beauty of what's around <laughs> sure. me, repeat it and go through it again. And, and slowly over time, you begin to allow God's Word to become a part of your thinking. So, uh, again, you look for natural rhythms to the day. I mean, uh, for those of you that have certain chores around the house, where, if you're honest, they're kind of mindless chores, but you Mm -hmm. do them because they need to be done. Well, imagine this. What if you brought Scripture memory into that activity? I mean, you're washing the dishes, or you're mowing the lawn, or you're doing various things. You You seize moments where... Just you've got the space of time. You just begin to to allow the word to find its way forward. Yeah. Or at the end of the day, uh, you're laying in bed. Some people struggle falling to sleep. I don't know <laughs> sure. if you've seen that that <laughs> app on TV. It's called Pray. They say you you just need to let the Bible be read and it will put you fast asleep. <laughs> well, scripture memory can soothe the mind sure. as you lay down in bed. Yeah. And why not begin to kind of think through some verses and allow it to just remind you that the Lord is with you, and it will probably help you fall asleep, but at the same time, you're 
memorizing some verses. Yeah, absolutely. And what about you, Josh? Has there been a, an approach or two that you have found helpful? Yeah, and so I think I kind of want to lead into my approach with saying, and this is, uh, I know um, he is not everyone's cup of tea, but uh, one of my favorite sermons ever on memorizing scripture is uh, from Pastor John Piper, um, and he really goes into detail in this sermon about um, the personal benefits of, of memorizing scripture, and it's almost uh, the, the personal benefits in, in spiritual conflict, really, of memorizing scripture, and so I always have to keep in mind that um, memorizing scripture for me personally um, allows me to have this ongoing conversation with God all day long. Absolutely. And, and, you know, God speaks to us vividly, literally through his word. And I speak to God through prayer and through meditating on what he has spoken to me already through his word. And so when I have that literally imprinted on my heart, when I have his word um, saturating my life, when I have it memorized in my brain, we're able to have a two-way conversation all day long. And I love that truth. And I think secondly, um, and, and this is literally all credit to John Piper for the way he words this. I'm probably butchering the way he words it, but um, it also allows me in conflict and trial and temptation for me to literally um, smack the devil with smack that temptation with God's truth, with God's word. When I have that implanted um, in in my life, when I have uh, God's word um, literally imprinted on my brain, and so one of the one of the best things, and I'll kind of tie this into like our resource for this week that we recommend to you, um, or that I recommend. I can't speak for Pastor Stephen, but um, I was introduced several years ago to um, a system called uh, the Topical Memory System, and it's by a group called the Navigators. Uh, they're uh, they do Nav Press, they do lots of discipleship um, resources. I'm sure uh, lots of you've heard of them. Um, but NavPress released several years ago, the topical memory system, and it literally changed my life. I, I was being discipled by a, a guy who was um, at Texas A&M at the time, and I was um, just graduating high school and working at a summer camp, and he shared with me uh, the topical memory system, um, and it came with little cards that literally I'm fit in my pocket them. or fit in my wallet, and I would keep a big rubber band around them, and um, they were, um, and, and it's not an exhaustive list, it's not the entire Bible, but it's literally, it's key verses in different categories that um, that they recommend you should have memorized um, and things that you should have um, known in your mind, uh, verses from from Scripture, things that Jesus says, things that Jesus commands, things that are comforting, things that you can use in times of temptation. And I remember that literally changing my life, having that much Scripture constantly. And just like you said, it, it helped me make... Um, make the most out of that time where I didn't think, you know, and it's especially being a millennial, it's so easy for me to pull out my phone or to check social media or to check what's going on because I have, I mean, a massive mega computer in my hand. I'm able to access that kind of thing all the time. But instead of immediately going to um, a distraction, why don't I use that time? It's the, I mean, even if it's 30 seconds that I have while I'm waiting in line for something or whatever that dead space is, whatever that dead time is, why don't I pull out that little stack of cards and read over some scripture and uh, and let God's truth saturate my life? And not only is that going to help me um, w- with anxiety in a time of uh, stress, in a time of trouble, in a time of conflict, but I'm literally meditating on God's word in that time and allowing God's word to take up any free time that I have. And I love that um, just the, the fact that we can personally apply that to our lives at any time. There's no there's no excuse really for when we can't have God's word um, being poured into our lives. There's a spiritual power to it, as uh, highlighted before, and it's just a matter of us making it a priority. And again, the priority is not to be religious, and I can't underscore that strongly enough. This isn't about proving how religious you are. It's instead to appreciate that There's a life and power present in God's word. And when I allow his words to find 
their way into my mind consistently. Now, let me say, don't get obsessed on precision. Mm, what yeah. you're aiming for is internalization. You, you're wanting the word, the message to find its way into your thinking so that it influences what you're doing. And so, again, I know some people get all kind of nervous that they're going to miss a phrase <laughs> yeah. or reverse the words. No, just the goal is understanding and, and so you're, you're just trying to internalize it. And, and you're right, just look for those natural points. I think when we started memorizing the I am statements, I suggested one thing that you could do is just write the verse out on a card, then place it in the little collection part in your car. And so before you start your, your ignition, read the card out loud, then start the car. And you're reminding yourself that God's the source of your power. Now, don't look at the card as you drive. Let me stress that. But see, again, you're, you're just trying to find natural t points in time that are already a part of your life. Sure. You're not having to create new space. You're just claiming space in yeah. a way that God can, can encourage you. And do know he will. Uh, the desire is just to allow his word to find its way into your heart, which brings me back to where we were on Sunday. I strongly encourage you, if you've not yet begun to do so, uh, learn James 1, 19 and 20, where James is teaching us how to interact with others. And he's reminding us of how counterproductive anger is. And so if we can memorize those two verses, they'll help us as we move into the day, as we're interacting with people, and, and we can be sure that he's going to move us toward healthier relationships, yeah. and we can rejoice in that. Now, Josh, I know you, uh, I think you've been with us now for four, four weeks. weeks. That's hard to believe. Yes. And, uh, of course, the people are beginning to see you pretty regularly now on Sunday. <laughs> yeah. They don't have as much opportunity to see your wife, Riley. And uh, and I know she has kind of begun a new chapter yeah. in her life. Why don't you describe yes. uh, for our listeners what's going on in, in her life? Yeah, so Riley started uh, a couple months ago. Riley started PA school, um, Physician's Assistant School at UT Southwestern in uh, downtown Dallas. And so um, that was really what started uh, most most of the this PA schools in Texas are in the Metroplex. So um, almost a year ago, really, we started looking in this area to make a transition for us, uh, for us to be able to move here. So that Riley could pursue her physician's assistant degree, um, but we started looking at ministry positions kind of all over the Metroplex, and that's how the Lord led us here. Um, but w since Riley started that, they've actually moved her first semester and part of her second semester now online. So Riley's actually doing online school um, every day, all day sometimes it feels like. Um, we we have to make the most and capitalize on the, the times where she's not in class or not studying because we really don't get a whole lot of time together, but um, we're so excited about this, this journey that, that the Lord has brought us on, and it led us here. And so we're we're so excited about that, and um, but be praying for Riley. That's a, and, and for so many, we know so many folks that are um, starting. It seems like this year into um, the postgraduate world of um, professional medicine, and and. Uh, really anyone that is starting um, any sort of secondary school in this, I don't know how they're doing it. I, I implore them. I, I don't know how they're doing it in this time of uh, where everything is online. I don't know how they'd be able to do such an intense program online. It's just, it's it's amazing to me, but um, kudos to them and props to them, but they, they deserve your prayers, definitely, and uh, everyone that's involved in um, some distance professional learning like that, but that is really what Riley has been up to. That's what has been going on in our world. I've been here um, every day trying 
trying to trying to improve us and bring us along and get us up to speed with some of our media and communications and um, our contemporary worship. And uh, but yeah, that we are so excited to be here. We've had such a blast, and we've got um, a lot of work to do and to to get us up to speed and to bring us along and lots of new ideas. This is one of them, and so um, I hope that the podcast continues to go well. But um, that is us. That's that is why we're here. And uh, well, let's do pray for Riley and and. Uh, I'm thankful that God has brought both of you to be a part of us. Yeah, and, we're so grateful to uh, be here. You're going to have opportunity to get them to, to, to get to know them both better uh, once COVID slows down. <laughs> yes, definitely. But let's just pray for each other. And with that said, I once again would remind all of our listeners, if there's a way that we can pray for you, uh, we would invite you to go to our website. You'll see uh, the there's a place where prayer requests can be submitted we receive almost a new request every day. And yeah. if that's where you are, we don't want you to feel alone in what you're facing. God wants to be present and at work with you. So uh, feel free, even as you're listening now, if you're not driving, Please. Um, take out yeah. your phone, find our website, submit a pre-request, and know that we'll be praying for you. Any final thoughts, Josh? Yeah, I would just love to point everyone listening back to our, our website, just as Pastor Stephen mentioned. Um, there's a place for you at northfortworth.com slash media where you can subscribe to this podcast on whatever platform you use. Um, and if you can't find it on a platform that you prefer using podcasts, feel free uh, to email me or Pastor Stephen, or you can email us at podcast at northfortworth.com. And we would love to get our podcast set up on whatever streaming service you prefer. Um, we're trying to get on every outlet that we can, but we would love to be able to reach you in whatever way that we can as we continue this dialogue during the week on Tuesday afternoons. Um, but with that being said, please just uh, feel free anytime with that same email podcast at northfortworth.com to submit us any questions or yes. concerns, anything that uh, you think we need to talk about. And obviously we'll have to filter through them. Um, but if, if from, I feel like on any spectrum, we'd love to talk about something that's funny that's happened. We'd love to talk about something really serious that's going on. Any questions you may have about Sunday's sermon or the worship within gatherings. reason. Yes. Within reason. <laughs> <laughs> but we'd love to hear from you. We'd love your feedback. We'd love to uh, maybe incorporate some some new and fresh and different unique things on our podcast as we're kind of journeying through this together. Um, but we are just, we're thrilled to, to do this. We're thrilled to offer something different and new, unique and fresh to um, our people. And so we hope that you enjoy it. We hope that uh, this has been a refreshing time for you. Um, and I think that will just about wrap it up for today's episode, I think. I think Am I missing anything? Awesome. Well, we're so glad you tuned in today. We will see you back here um, on next Tuesday afternoon. We'll launch another podcast episode, and it'll go live next Tuesday afternoon around the same time. But until then, feel free to email us. Feel free to connect with us on our website at northfortworth.com. And we'd love to see you. We'd love for you to join us um, for a worship gathering, either on our online campus or on our main campus, our in-person campus at North Fort Worth. Um, we'd love for you to worship with us. We'd love to see you there and connect with us in some sort of way. It's going to be a great week. May the Lord encourage you as you move into it.